Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone. This is the Whiskey Raiders podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, as always, I'm Jay, better known as Take. I am joined here by my good friend, John Henderson. I apologize if it sounds like I have just come in from the back lot smoking a pack or two. The illness has gotten me. I'm down with the sickness, but on my way back up, which leads me to ask you, John, how are you doing? You staying healthy? I am finally back in good shape here. I feel <laughs> far better than the last time or two we recorded. It sounds a little bit like we may have switched roles, though. And I mean, I did see you out back smoking a pack. So <laughs> it's funny that you try to blow that off like you weren't doing it. But uh, I did happen to notice that your your pack of Newports that was empty there on the desk as we got into the studio tonight. But anyway, that's all cool. Here we are ready to uh, knock out some recording sessions for the holiday stuff. I'm super pumped about holiday things, by the way. Yeah. Um, and do you think you're ready to get into it or do you like need to take two or three naps here? No, no, I have taken my naps for the day. I just want to say, mom, if you're listening, I don't actually smoke Newports. Thank you. Thank you. Um, asterisk, a special edition. Uh, but yeah, I have slept for the day. I'm coming off a fresh 18 hours of sleep, which means I have at least 20 minutes in me before I pass out again. I'm pumped about the holidays too. I know it doesn't sound like it because I'm kind of flat in personality, but I live for the holidays. I look forward to, you know, we, we get Christmas and New Year's for people who like to cook and drink champagne. This is pretty much the Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. And I know that you more than likely have some big Christmas plans as well. So are you, I want to lead off, are you, uh, is of the two holidays, are you a big Christmas Eve dinner guy or a big Christmas dinner guy or a both and? Ooh, good question. Uh, I man, we didn't even uh, script or outline this one, but you really nailed it here. I'm a big Christmas Eve dinner guy. Eve, okay, okay. So it, growing up, actually, was the same for me, which is probably why I am the way I am in at least one way. But we always did like a like our like tight knit family dinner, like big dinner, like all the cool stuff was on Christmas Eve, whereas Christmas Day was sort of like, sort of heavy apps from really like the morning on. Okay. And then, and as I got older and I started getting 40s in my stocking instead of like candy, <laughs> it would sometimes be like heavy apps from like 
morning time until evening because okay. you know when you're drinking 40s in the morning sometimes you need a snack to go with it but uh yeah i like to do the biggest portion of my cooking on christmas eve and i usually like spend like i have this year a pretty good amount of time on my menu planning my prep cooking like getting everything lined up ahead of time do you want me to just dive into it i'm excited to but i don't want to like get too far ahead of the overall uh outline of the show here yeah i mean this is kind of the fun part we're at the end of the year we have drank our whiskey for the year i know a lot of people said they listened to the thanksgiving episode turkey three ways if you haven't listened to it yet i i think it's kind of timeless i think it's worth a listen Go oh you worded it that way so when i'm looking at that i'm looking at it like oh turkey three ways this could get hot yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I kind of did that as like a fun double entendre. And I thought maybe our producer would say I couldn't, but he took it hook, line, and sinker and just let it go right through. Oh, a classic producer uh, move. Oh, yeah. So it was great. Good guy, Sam. Love him. Um, I say we we dive right on in because I'm, I'm typically a Christmas Eve guy myself, but I'm visiting my parents this year, which means that we will be doing the big meal on Christmas instead. So light me up with your Christmas Eve setup. And then we'll dive into what I'm planning for Christmas this year. Okay, yeah, I like the way we could do that. We can do a little back and forth with it. Um, looking at it from my perspective, I have in-laws coming over. So I've got like a good chunk of family coming over. And, you know, like, and there that's additional folks about our age, their kids, and then uh, my in-laws themselves. So we get like a pretty good crew of us together here at the household. A lot of kids run around. We have like, this is kind of like my favorite spread of age so far where we've got nephews as young as two and then my kids as old as seven. So we've got like four kids packed in a pretty tight age <laughs> age range. Okay. And that I think provides us like a good amount of fun and magic. Like the magic of the holidays is still there for them. So making everything it could be as stupid as like i could slice up a block of cheese and be like kids this is christmas cheese like get fucking excited and they'll do it and it's like you can't get away with this for too many years right so i'm pumped about that so i've sort of laid out like the appetizers and drinks portion of the evening as like i've got uh i grabbed a, a nice bottle of champagne i have some charcuterie stuff that i'm going to lay out and have these things like sort of just available as i'm cooking and doing my thing i built my menu ahead of time i buy lamb from a local farmer every year i'm going to do a bone in a bone in leg of lamb roast and i'm really like pretty pumped about that because i love lamb so that's like for me really exciting and i'm going to make like a little mint berry sauce to go with that some roasted oh, uh, root veggies uh, do up a little salad with some candied walnuts, goat cheese, and things. They like sort of all work together on the plate. I uh, grab some pretty killer wine. Actually, I mentioned that to you uh, when I was doing my wine shopping. Like, hey, is this the one? Like, do I care about this? And you were just like, oh yeah. Uh, if you want a really good cabernet, yeah, you want that. So like, that worked out. Grabbed a couple of bottles of Stag's Leap. Like, we're pumped about it. So here we are, all nice. ready to roll. And I think what we'll do is probably kick that off. Uh, geez. I don't know why I was skeptical to mention this or like reticent to mention this, but uh, typically we have Santa calls the kids on Christmas Eve. 
uh, and it's good to have grown up in a family where I have a personal connection to Santa and I know that I could place a request and have Santa call on Christmas Eve for the kids. So <laughs> that'll work out great. Uh, we'll get Santa to call the kids and talk to them for a few minutes and get to ask them what they want for Christmas. And then the magic of Christmas, it shows up the next morning and everybody's happy. So that's oh, what we're man. looking at for Christmas Eve, man. Uh, what's it look like over on your side? Talk to me a little bit about how it would have been had you been hosting with Christmas Eve, but then yeah. also lay out what you think you're expecting for Christmas Day. Yeah, th this this should be kind of a fun year. Flying home, I mean, COVID has made this really tough for the last couple of years, but going home, take my wife to hang out with my parents for a couple of days. My sister's coming up from Nashville. I asked her to bring some hot chicken. Uh, she didn't say Good no, call. but she didn't say yes either. So we'll see where that ends up. That's but legally binding. I'm sure of it. It's got to be. I, I even put like I had my lawyer send it over and yep. I was like, come on, man. But either way, I think the menu is going to be the same. I'm kind of a, a prime rib guy. Uh, you know, maybe it's the Wisconsin Supper Club in me. I did like you said it's Christmas cheese, guys. Like get excited. I, you know, everyone needs a little cheese on Christmas. That hit you right in the Wisconsin. I could tell. Yeah, when you said, yeah, I can pull out a block of cheddar, and I was like, ooh, he's talking cheddar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a big prime rib guy. I talked to my parents. They want to do some prime ribs, so we're going to cook it on Christmas. I'm kind of one of those big reverse sear guys. So, well, yeah, I'll give it the old reverse sear, heat it up, rip it, you know, in the in the skillet. But uh, I'm looking forward. My sister's gotten big into old fashions lately, which is near and dear to me as a Wisconsinite, but we'll do them with whiskey, as the good Lord intended. I you know, if we were home, I'd probably stack up eight or 14 brandy old fashioned, you know, somewhere between uh, the horror that is the classic Wisconsin old fashioned and something that the rest of the country would probably enjoy a bit more. But I think we're going to go kind of traditional. My, uh, my wife and I recently have started this trend of just going to a really nice meal around the holidays, right? Like we busted our hump for 51 weeks out of the year. Uh, you know, we work really hard. We really enjoy it. So we figure one nice meal out kind of helps us remind like why we work hard, slow down, enjoy the company of people. So we're going to take my parents out on the 23rd. So we're kind of like bookending the typical day, which would be Christmas Eve. But we're going to go to a really nice steakhouse on the 23rd. And then we're going to cook a big old uh, prime rib on Christmas itself. I don't know if I'm going to bring home cognac this year though that's typically you and i kind of share that nice cognac and mm. champagne champagne and cognac you know one in one hand one in the other type holiday tradition but this year i think i, I won't say what the whiskey is in case my dad is listening because it is a surprise but i'm nice. pumped because we're gonna have some pretty pretty banging old fashions at home i i just shipped a box with all the goods, with all the business. So it'll be there when I arrive. I like that. Uh, later this week. So like, people, I'll be like, we're having old fashions. And they'll be like, well, we don't have the stuff. And I'll be like, yes, we do. You sure do. Sure that's, that was my, uh, my power move by Santa is that takes that he wanted uh, old fashions on Christmas. And I like that. Santa made it happen. You know, so I've got my own line. Santa's probably not paid as well on my side of the fence, but Santa made it happen all the same. And then I think we're just going to kind of enjoy hanging out. It's kind of a quick trip. And then I'll be home for New Year's where I plan to uh, really hit the champagne because I got I got kind of deep in the sparkling weeds this year. This was a fun year to kind of explain some of these grower or uh, uh, explore some of these grower producers and get something weird going. So uh, lots, lots to say, but Christmas, I like should that. Be all beef, 
all beef. It's yeah, it sounds pretty beefy out your way, which uh jeez, I don't hate that. Um <laughs> for me, like again, I said like I'm big into lamb. And part of that is I think just growing up New England style, like mm, yeah. ho- holiday meals were either like ham, lamb, or turkey. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, also in Maine here, it's like we, there's also almost always like a lobster stew or something like that happened. And like, you got to cook up, lo- you got to cook up lobbies every now and then. And like, for me, it's like, I do that all summer long. I love to steam up some lobbies on the side of the grill or something while I'm cooking other stuff too. But when it comes to, uh, like Christmas tradition, not so much lobbies here in the house, but my folks always do. Uh, my mom makes a killer stew with that. So they usually do that for their Christmas Eve. And I will do those on like a new year or another okay. type of holiday. But for me, like Christmas, it's lamb. Easter is lamb. Anything in between could be a ham because like, come on, <laughs> ham's always good. But uh, yeah, I'm with you on the champ though. Like it's, I don't know what it is about you and I and like enjoying uh, drinks from our uh, friends in France, but like whether it's brandy or champagne like sign me up all the way i got like a killer bottle of champ for christmas i like to use my what i like to call christmas bonus which is just like my savings account but whatever i use that (laughs) for uh my christmas bonus i always buy myself a nice bottle of brandy for christmas which worked out great the last couple years when the uh what did we have there? The Gros Baron, the uh, 1945. Oh, yeah, that was a beautiful Able to go through some bottle. of that. that. That was, man, I love that Fembois too. That's like such a good cognac. Oh, Any, yeah. Anyhow, now that that is no longer an option, I started digging like, what am I going to get for a Christmas brandy for this year? Because like, I really love to kick back after Christmas dinner. Like I've spent, at this point, usually six plus hours cooking prep and like getting everything going right. for the dinner and i'm ready to be like okay i can sit back now and just pour a little bit of something nice and spend 20 minutes sort of like zoning out and like it has ranged in options on what i get but this year i netted myself a bottle of francois voyer like some pretty gucci Brandy that I'm, I'm I'm really pumped about getting into. So hopefully we have like by this point in the evening. I'm gonna guess it's at this point maybe 7:30 to 7:45 in the evening, and I'm able okay. to pour some of that and just kind of settle in and enjoy the Christmas vibes and watch the kids like go nuts and be terrorists <laughs> or whatever the hell it is the kids do when they're like way too wound up, too jacked up on pie and whatever the hell else. Like my dessert for me will just be a nice pour of delicious cognac and okay. I'll, I'll enjoy myself. I love it. We'll have to, uh, we'll, we'll post a little bit. John and I are terrible about posting to social media. Oh, I'm bad. Yeah. All of its forms here. I was relieved. I thought maybe I'd tweet some bad stuff about Elon and get kicked off Twitter. So I don't have to worry about that anymore, which is clearly not a good social media manager, but maybe, you know, people have been asking how we cooked our turkeys. Cause we, we went on about that for quite some time. Um, we'll have to uh, post some of our food to uh, to the old Graham for the upcoming holiday. But yeah, I'm with you. For me, it, it's kind of funny because I know friends who are like, oh, we always go out for the holiday. I hate spending all day cooking. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's like Disneyland. Yeah, how does it get meal. better than spending the whole day cooking? You get to make whatever the fuck you want and make it taste the way you want. 
Right. And it's the only day. And I apologize. I don't know if my wife still listens to this. She listened to the first two like a like a good spouse. And she was like, Yeah, support the pod. But sorry, Miss um, Kitty. If you're if you're <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, dear wife, um, it's the one day of the year where it's fun to like make a mess and then you clean the kitchen and then it's time to cook the next course and you make a new mess and you clean the kitchen and like in between, like you have a little little champagne, a little pour of this, maybe a little cocktail. Uh, I love it. It's just to me, it's always cold because it's Wisconsin. Even when it's not snowing, it's still cold. Like this year, it's going to be pretty close to zero, I want to say. So it, it will be a cold, a cold kind of dreary holiday season. And that to me, uh, love some good, rich food, some beef and some champagne. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Oh, shit, yeah. That's a great time to get into some champ of beef. Uh, actually, it, it's funny that you mentioned the weather because it sounds like the weather here is going to be batshit crazy. It has been what seemed to be an outstanding year so far for the outdoor hockey rink. So we do a fairly good size uh, rink out in the backfield. And light the whole thing up like, the, you know, the lights are on a timer. So like the sun goes down, the lights go on, the rink oh, is popping, yeah. the music is popping. Like everybody's ready to get out there and skate. And usually what it ends up being is like half of the dad crew ends up having a couple of cocktails and we just get buckled on the ice. And like somebody's absolutely dummied by the end of it because we've fallen down four or five times. Like, and not that like we're getting too liquored up doing it. It's just like skating when you're a, a dad who doesn't skate a whole lot isn't necessarily that easy and we're trying right. to play like pond hockey like we've got pond hockey goals out there and whatnot like we usually get a little bit uh a little bit crazy about it but the weather there's like so the rink is all built filled we've got ice on it like it's froze up it's been well below freezing okay. here for weeks but the last i checked the forecast it was talking about like being 50 degrees in pissing rain with insane winds on i think friday so coming oh, man. like coming right into christmas eve basically and it's looking like it's going to be a little bit spicy but then go right back into like low double digit maybe single digit temps like we're talking like getting absolutely dumped on like two inches of rain which if you translate that to snow is usually an inch of rain is like a foot of snow ish oh yeah i'm not a weatherman but like it'd be a real good time we're talking ish and we're talking like a lot of fucking rain on top of what we've already got is like, we already have a half foot of snow here and I'm in the Southern part of Maine here. We've got a half a foot of snow. 
north of where I'm at, you go from like that number up to like over two feet of snow. So Oof. let's like just go chuck a bunch of rain on top of that and then free like refreeze the whole damn thing. And like it's going to be a total fucking shit show. But whatever. We'll see what happens. It's going to be spicy. It's going to be messy. And I'm probably going to go try to skate on that thing and just get totally <laughs> fucking crippled. It'll be great. I, uh, I I didn't know that I needed to do this until I just thought of it now. But um, the next chance I have to buy you a customized hockey jersey, I'm going to get you one that says bourbon on ice. Because oh, I know that shit. people always ask us, like, what's your like? Oh, what what's your opinion of whiskey on ice? And I never realized it until now. But my I am pro whiskey on ice. I want a, a glass of bourbon in one hand and a hockey stick in the other. And if that's not what you're asking me about, it's not relevant. <laughs> Man, I hadn't thought of it that way. So I've actually got a couple of pictures. So uh, a Christmas or two or three ago, I snagged one of the Willet. It's like a bottle sweater. Oh, yes. And I've seen those. I chucked it over. Like, this is like, okay, talk about like... Uh, guilty pleasure tv shows right for me i have like guilty pleasure whiskey and among them is <laughs> this uh, i almost don't even <laughs> want to admit this among them I love is the lead up here old bardstown which is oh by worse by many measures not an impeccable whiskey but <laughs> it's generous you slap a yeah i'm trying to be nice about it you slap a willet sweater over this thing and your buddies come over to skate on a Thursday night. You dump a bucket of pucks onto the pond. Everybody gets out and starts slapping pucks around, missing half of the pucks, and passing around this bottle. And nobody knows what it is, but it's got a sweater on it. It's like this nice knit black and white sweater. It looks all delicious, and everybody thinks it's cool. <laughs> and it like has this like little hit of like kind of like grape Kool-Aid cinnamon, like things that don't really jive together, but it also tastes like whiskey. <laughs> and also it's like four degrees outside. And you think that like, Hey, this is the shit. That's kind of like all of like the good winter vibes packed into one night with like a weird playlist. Like I put together a weird playlist, obviously. And so like, we have this like a little bit weird music going on while like we're sipping on a bottle of old Bardstown and everybody's having a good time. And like, that's kind of like winter wrapped up for me. So like whiskey on ice totally fits. That's great. I mean, perfect slogan. When you got whiskey on ice, everyone's a purple top. It's great. I love it. <laughs> you killed me with that. I was taking a drink right when you said everyone's a purple top. I almost didn't make it. I wanted to be like, wait, before you drink it, but I didn't want to like tee myself up. Like, you know, when someone walks up to you and is like, I have the funniest joke. Oh, like, man. I bet Inst you, I bet you fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly, I'm just like, you know what? I got to go take a piss. I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm over your joke before I've even heard it. But yeah, I mean, okay. I, I mean, I love it. I, uh, weirdly enough, I went to a school in upstate New York and one of, uh, fun little tangent, then we'll get back on. Um, it was a tech school. And so everyone was a nerd. And to make sure that everyone got like a little bit, of exercise and you had to take two like they called them activity electives every semester nice. it was like i did high diving which admittedly was super cool like doing flips and shit off of the really tall diving boards like the scary ones where you wear the little vests so you like didn't get that air knocked out of you but the other one i took ice skating one quarter because i was like i've never been great at this and if i'm gonna do something for 10 weeks maybe i'll be good at it Fuck and by yeah. the end i was like zooming around forwards backwards i was like all right i'm still bad at hockey but this is super fun and now i realized it would have been even more fun with a little whiskey in my hand but 
that's just uh no you're totally right man. my like, my own bourbon on ice but i'm, I'm yeah. more of i guess like the uh, the blades of glory version of bourbon on ice and you're like mighty ducks or something uh so we are you a figure skater and i'm a like shitty district five hockey player because that actually would make total sense to me um ah, yeah you know uh, this seems like a great time to move on to New Year's. I'm digging this deep. Oh, we're going on <laughs> New Year's. Okay. I was ready to like put the, uh, okay. Okay. I'm good. I, I was just picturing, I was like, wait, am I Will Ferrell or the other guy? And then I realized that they both wore like glittery leotards. And I wasn't trying to go in that direction with the illustration. But, you know, you play hockey. I just kind of, I skated around like it was Daytona. There we go. We're bringing it back. I skated like it was Daytona. Left, 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 left. A lot of left turns. Every Tuesday and Thursday. For 10 weeks and i got pretty good at it so uh practice makes perfect if you're trying to go in a straight line and not fall i think you're right that all checks out i mean i'm not a scientist but i think it's good enough for me so let's move on to new year's plans i am super pumped about this my new year's plans are different than they have been oh interesting. basically ever really like normally our new year's like it, i sort of treat like christmas where I will spend most of the day cooking something cool okay. and, and, or have people over too. like, sometimes we have folks over, sometimes we don't, but either way, it's usually like I build a menu ahead of time. I do the shopping a couple of days in advance and I spend a lot of sure. time cooking. And this year we're actually going to go to Boston and spend the whole weekend away, which is going to be totally different for me. Oh yeah. You don't usually travel. I will. No, I don't usually travel at all because I right. don't like the fucking travel. <laughs> but also because like I like to cook, like I like to host, I like to have stuff here because for me it's fun. I love to eat good. And part of that is like I also like to cook. So like I kind of get to choose what I eat. But in this scenario, we're doing something a little different. I'm gonna take my son to his first Bruins game. Super pumped about that. Oh, dude. That's We've got some killer seats for the New Year's Eve game, which is a matinee game too. Uh, they're playing Buffalo, so I, I mean, like, Buffalo usually kind of sucks. They're starting to pick up a little bit this year, so hopefully, like, uh, we don't go there and watch the Bruins get waffled on home ice, but, like, the Bruins have been an absolute wagon this year, so I think we'll be in a good spot. I'm excited to bring him, though. Like, even if they lose, we're going to have a hell of a time. Stop by the pro shop, get to see, like, all the cool gear. I'll probably end up buying at least one jersey. I'm, I might buy, like, three and wear them all home. Who knows? And... <laughs> Like, so one thing that's cool about uh, at TD Arena, they have the Jameson Ginger machine there, like where you could just like, it's like pre-mix, like right out of the fountain. You just like get a, oh. a JMO Ginger, like they just fill you right up. And it's just like having a, a large cup of soda ready to rock and roll. So it's, like, I think that's pretty cool. Might stop in, grab a little JMO Ginger just because it's like, you know, that's kind of what happens here in New England. Uh, oh, my mind is blown. That uh, that sounds like a Midwest thing on the East Coast. It does sound like a Midwest part. thing. And so the first but we time, don't have that in the Midwest. That's the important part. Like you have something the, we don't have that it, I wish we did. Right. Something alcohol related that you don't have in Wisconsin that we have here is a little bit weird in in and of itself. But oh, like the cool thing more. about so the first time I experienced this this uh, really cool mixed drink phenomenon was at, of course, a Bruins game with uh, one of my buddies. And we were going up to grab, I think, like a slice of pizza and a beer, whatever, during intermission. We come back through to the Jameson booth there. And the guy was like, what are you guys looking for? And I was like, 
uh, well, I'll drink some Jameson. Like, let's get some Jameson. He's like, oh, well, it's pre-mixed. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I just press the button and they both come out. <laughs> and I was like, can you make it more Jameson than ginger? He's like, no, it's pre-mixed. It comes out one way. I was like, okay, but like, how do I get it the way I want it? He's like, you just buy the one. And if you don't want that one, you don't buy it. I was like, oh, okay. So we'll take two. But anyway, it was actually decent. I'm like, I don't drink soda. Okay. So like usually anything like that is too sweet for me. And like, I kind of act a little bit like a bitch about it, but that's just because I don't really like enjoy sweet stuff. Like that's why I steer away from an old fashioned. I would right. rather have a Manhattan. I like something a little drier, a little spicier. I think we mentioned it before that I like my drink sometimes a little bit like the Grinch. Like, a, just a little bit on the meaner side. Yeah. And the JMO Ginger Machine is actually, like, kind of the coolest shit going. So, might stop in there. Uh, we're staying at a really fun hotel right by uh, the Charles River. So, we're going to have a good time. I think it'll be a pretty cool New Year's. I doubt anybody stays up to see much more than maybe some early evening fireworks. But, like, other than that, it's just going to be, like, taking the train into town and hanging out. That sounds like a good time. I mean, really, if you have access to a JMO Ginger Machine, do you need to see Midnight? I mean, no. I feel like you've really gotten to the heart of of the holiday there. That is funny because earlier this year, you and I went to the Kentucky Derby, and I think we both experienced oh. which might have been the worst drink we had all year round, which was, and I'm super sorry, Kentuckians in the audience. I know you're going to be upset, but the... the the mint julep served at the Kentucky Derby is garbage. Suck. It is. I watched, I I actually, it, it was both like, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times because it was my favorite part was watching you experience the oh. mint julep because I had snuck a drink and I know that you hadn't tried it yet. And we were all like, oh yeah, the mint julep. And I was like, oh dude, he is going to hate this thing. And sure <laughs> enough, I watched you, you know, they give you the tiniest straw too. So you have to like basically like pop out a molar like to get enough suction to get the drink up this damn straw. Yeah. And it hit that first taste bud. And I watched your taste bud go like full ape shit, like sugar rush. And I was like, he's going to hate this uh -huh. thing. And then, you know, and we waited in line so long. You had bought two. So you had one in each hand. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> that was but, an experience in so many ways, man. Like we had, uh, I had perhaps uh, you could say stayed out a little late the night before. And it wasn't like horrible, right? Like we had been down there in Kentucky, done a handful of single barrel selections. We had had a plenty of fun and then stayed out a little bit late at the bar. Like there was a good band going on, had some good food, had some good drinks and mostly just like stayed up pretty late and like I didn't get great sleep. So I wasn't yeah. feeling like awesome the next day. And so I didn't like, I skipped breakfast I skipped coffee. I, like, I basically skipped everything. And by the time we got into the Derby, it was, uh, to put it politely, like took longer than we thought it would take. <laughs> it, it was less awesome getting in than we had expected to be polite about it. And I was like, look, man, like I either need a lot of food or a lot of booze, whichever one happens, but it needs to be like fairly quick. And in about an hour and a half later, when we finally got to the julep hut and then through the line, 
<laughs> and I was like, I don't care that these things are seventeen dollars each. Just give me two of them. And I yeah, looked, I and, and they were just pouring these. And like, this is nothing against Old Forester because I like their products in general. But like, this is a premixed poured out of an Old Forester. Like, they were just scooping ice into a cup and pouring the Old oh, Forester yeah. premixed mint julep into it and putting a sprig of mint in it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to put aside that I waited 45 minutes in line for this stupid fucking thing. That's like a six ounce cup. That's got like five ounces of ice in it. Yep. I was like, I'll yeah, try to put that out of my mind. Off. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to do what I can to not be upset. And <laughs> I took that first drink and I turned, <laughs> I couldn't even look at my wife in the eyes. I looked at Jay. I was just like, ugh, I like put my head down in like the most disappointed mood of my life. And I was like, well, this is too bad. Walked out of the part. line where we purchased these drinks. And I was like, the only thing I could do about this is just guzzle the first one. I'm going to chug this thing as fast as I can, which I did. Uh, my wife took a sip and she's like, oh yeah, it's okay. But she doesn't like bourbon anyway. So she's not like into it. And I was like, we're at the derby. We have to get these stupid fucking things that I don't like anyway, but like, whatever, let's get one. So, of course, being the idiot, I am bought two. And Gus the first one, chucked it in the first dumpster we saw, which luckily was only 20 yards away from where he picked up these awful cocktails. And I set the second one on the edge of the dumpster and just walked away because, like, there's no fucking way I'm going to drink another one of these things that suck eight pounds of rabbit dick. Like, let's just leave that where it is. And maybe somebody else will want it. And if they do, if you are the person willing to pick up a rusty old drink off the edge of a dumpster and drink it. I'm sorry for you, but like, here you go, you stupid pigeon. Here's a fresh drink for you because I'm not drinking it. And I guarantee that someone drank that mint julep. <laughs> oh, someone um, drank that mint julep for sure. Someone, it was fresh. Someone dude. 20 years younger was like, oh, is that a perfectly good mint julep? Oh, somebody in the back of that line who was like, I could wait another 45 minutes or I could just go take that one that that stupid guy left over there. <laughs> yeah, the stupid Mainer. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a Midwesterner. I'm no stranger to being value-oriented. I bought two. I hated the first one. Um, still drank the second one. But I, I think it really wraps up the day when I say we moved to Michelob Light after that. Or uh, Michelob Ultra. Ultra. Yeah, yeah, we did. We got a stack of Mick Ultras, and that was the best thing I drank all day. So, folks, uh, a little year in review there. Uh, don't get the pre-mixed mint julep. Skip them. Don't go... Yeah, pray for for JMO and Ginger, and if you don't, just get a, a Mick Ultra. Just dad it up for a day because you'll you'll save yourself about seventy seven dollars. Yeah, for and real, and roughly six hundred carbs. You know, I I can't think of a better way to wrap up the year other than <laughs> touching on some pretty high and some pretty low points that we had. Yeah, I all mean, good things. Kind of. We did the highs last week. We had to end in a low place. That's true. Yeah, we touched on all the greatest points of the year last week. Now we dive into like how we wrap it up, the things that are fun for us, how we enjoy it with our families, and maybe how some things weren't all beauties for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like anyone that believes the whole year, I mean, we had a great year. We had a really good time. Uh, we've continued to do more than we've ever done in the past, and we've done more with whiskey, which is fun and exciting. But to, yeah, um, it seems glamorous to many, um, but know that there... Uh, there are some mint julep-sized roadblocks and or trip mines and rakes in the grass 
Holy old cheap shit. You aren't kidding, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, uh, we're planning a pretty quiet New Year's. I would say we're just we're going out to dinner, which is something we don't typically do. We just figured uh, we've been traveling a lot. I'm on call, so can't go too crazy when you carry the pager. Um, going to eat some Italian food, come home, probably go to bed early. But uh, so I, I think that I'm going to follow you vicariously on this New Year's as I uh, watch from my couch. Okay. Uh, again, being that I'm terrible at posting anything to anywhere, I'll have to shoot you a few pics over the course of the, the afternoon and evening. Oh, yeah. Bruins I'm not going to follow you on I'm, social media. Oh, yeah. Nothing's happening there. <laughs> Bruin's going to be totally awesome. I'm sure we'll have a great time. Uh, my, you know, my son is just old enough to really kind of get into the game. So we'll oh, have a good sure. time doing that. I'll definitely be blasting you while we're doing that. And probably uh, I'll see maybe I'll even get a selfie with the uh the JMO ginger guy and do it make sure we uh that I need to see pass along the uh, the new year's vibes to you cuz we're going to be there on new year's eve so like why the hell not right yeah you'll be there I'll be on my couch uh, we we got to be the yin and yang forever but what do you say should we wrap this one up for the year yeah i'm ready to to pack it in we've had a really really impressive year in a lot of ways not all good but all impressive yeah, I that what a great slogan. You're like my fitness coach who seems to have like a new new hip slogan every day. But guys, thank you. Uh this will conclude the first season of the Whiskey Raiders podcast. We appreciate you listening along with us. If you had a great time, if you had a terrible time, we would love to hear from you. Either way, season two will be starting early in January of 2023. Um, we're you know, this this kind of helps break it up. So when someone says, Hey, tell us about the time you had a really shitty mint julep, we can say go back to the end of season one <sighs> and hear all about it. <laughs> We've got new whiskey, uh, 2023, and you know, it hasn't quite started yet, but John and I have big plans, lots of cool stuff going. So as always, if you're looking for John's year in review, if you're looking for his top whiskeys of the year, if you're looking for any other whiskey content from him, you can find him over at thebourbonfinder.com. He may post once a month, if that, to Instagram. You should follow him there as well because he uh, they aren't often, but they are always good. So check him out, The Bourbon Finder on Instagram. And as always, guys, I am Jay, better known as Take, at whiskeyraiders.com. Check us out. We are now, I believe... I believe I can say this. I believe we are among the top whiskey websites. We're looking for confirmation, but definitely the fastest growing. So looking forward to having you with us in 2023. And we will catch you in the next season of the podcast. Like, subscribe, go ahead and pass it to a friend. And I think I think I've babbled long enough. Happy New Year, John. This has been a, a hell of a first season, and I know that I'm pumped for season two. Absolutely. Looking forward to so much more. Well, cheers, brother. Cheers. <laughs>